You're listening to Boss Ladies and Babies with Mickey and Megan, two best friends adventuring through motherhood, building our careers, and and not losing losing our shit. Welcome back to Boss Ladies and Babies. This is Mickey. And this is Megan. So we've got a great episode for you guys today. We have a guest coming on um, to talk with us about homemade businesses. She runs two businesses out of her home, and she's also a mom of two kids. So it should be a pretty interesting topic for sure. But um, before we get into that, let's start off with our highs and lows. Yeah. Do you want to go first? Um, I, yeah, sure. I really can't think of a low for this week. So I'm going to just be thankful for that. Things have been going really, really well. Um, no complaints. My Mike just went back to work after his vacation and worked for a week and um, bedtime got a little dicey with the kids. It's just not as easy without him here. But that has really been the only challenge in the last um, week. So yeah, thankful for that. Everything else has been going really chill. So so that's good. Um, Let's see. A high. Um, Well, today. So... (laughs) We live in this fixer-upper. Things have been very slow living in it while we're fixing it up. And with we moved in when our kids were like 10 months and two and a half or something. So it's just been crazy and very slow going. But it's been about a year now. We bought um, some subway tile and everything to do our backsplash in our kitchen. And it's been sitting on my kitchen counter for a year it's got to be at least a year. <laughs> so finally, we're like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to tackle this project while he's on vacation or while we're all home. But it's been so nice out. And we have five acres to like try to get under control. So we've been spending a lot of time outside. And we just, by the end of the day, we're like, oh, we'll do it at night when the kids are in bed. No. Yeah. We put them to bed. And it's like, <laughs> we need to unwind. It's not going to happen. So we, I woke up today. And it was raining. And we're like, oh, what a bummer. And um, Mike had just got the kids some new, like, big Lego sets. Just because they've been so good, he, like, wanted to get them a really special treat. So they're sitting there doing Legos for, like, hours. And I was like, all right, today's the day. And I cleaned off the kitchen counters, like, wiped down the walls, taped newspaper all over the counter. I'm like, this is happening right now. He's like, okay. And I, like, looked up a little YouTube video just to make sure I knew what I was doing. And I started the backsplash all by myself. Mike helped me a couple times with, like, cutting a few of the tiles um, and just, like, giving me a little bit of feedback. But other than that, I've done one whole stretch of our counter by myself. And it looks so good, and I'm so excited about it. So That's so amazing. I'm so proud of you. That's a big deal to do that by yourself. Like, Yeah, and I've done tile before. Um, in like our bathroom at our old house but this like it's just super intimidating when it's like this is our home that we're like redoing everything in I want it to look perfect Mm -hmm. if I'm going to go through it like do it right Um, but it's like a lot easier than I expected yeah and the tiles that we got are just like plain white subway tiles but they have like built-in spacers kind of so they like curve on the edges so when you butt them up next to each other there's like an already made amount of space for grout so it'll be really thin grout lines but no spacers which saves so much time um 
yeah, so I can't wait for it to be done. I'm really motivated by seeing everyone's awesome house projects that they're doing. And our house is very much in the middle of every project in every room. <laughs> so there, I don't think there's <laughs> one room in our house that's actually complete. So like, I haven't gone through and decorated yeah. very much. I have some stuff on the walls, but it's not like, oh, I come home and I feel I love my house and it's so cute. I want to show it to people. It's not there. So like the kitchen, we can start and we're not ripping out any more walls in there. So I can yeah. drywall, paint it and like make it cute and have one finished space. So that's my goal for this summer. So Yay. Good job. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. It's a big deal taking that first step and be like, this is happening now. No more putting it off. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so yeah. good. Oh my gosh. I'm proud yeah. of you. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait to see it when it's done. Um, my high kind of falls into suit with that. So my husband just got done with his week off and we, so our house is not a fixer upper. We, somebody fixed it up before we bought it. There's little things that we've wanted to do and that we've done. Like we redid the fireplace and, you know, there's just a few projects that we just want to redo for our own taste. But our freaking yard, (laughs) we were, we're that house in the neighborhood, you know? And like our whole neighborhood is just a bunch of retired people in our cul-de-sac who have all this time to work on their yards. And we were handed the crappiest of crap with this house. The inside is pristine. The outside, I have no idea what they were thinking. Um, Last year, Quentin removed a bunch of bushes that were out there. Everything was just overgrown. The grass is all weeds. Just so, so awful. And we don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to landscape or do yard work or anything. And not to mention, we picked up our whole life and moved into this house and we're trying to get the house in order. Right. So now with quarantine, you know, Quentin has all this extra time off that he would never usually have. So we dedicated ourselves to the front yard and we spent the entire week during Nora's nap. So about two and a half to three hours every day for seven days straight. We pulled out at least 10 bushes. We built two raised garden beds. One is like a retaining wall. We had four and a half yards of mulch delivered, a yard of soil, topsoil delivered. And we, and we got some rhododendrons and planted them, which we've never planted anything before. We freaking went to town this week and the grass is still, that's just, we're just like, that's a whole nother thing. We just, (laughs) there's weeds right now. It looks green. (laughs) We'll just keep it mowed down. You can't really tell the difference. We'll deal with that later. But the curb appeal is so much better. We kept it simple because we know ourselves and we can't, we just don't have time to deal Mm -hmm. with a bunch of landscaping. So we just have like four rhododendrons to cover an electrical box and one Japanese maple tree that was already there. The rest is just like clean mulch. Beautiful. Super easy. Yeah. It felt great. I learned how to shovel, which was super, like, I felt really powerful. Yeah. (laughs) I thought it was kind of weird. I'm so sore. Um, But yeah, it was really fun. So that's my high for this week. My low. Man. So (laughs) one of the days um, Quentin went out to get started working 
a little bit before Nora's nap because we had a lot to tackle that day. And so I went for my run with Nora and my dog, Hefe. And then we came home and came in, got Nora's snack. I changed. And then we went back outside and we were going to all take a walk together. Nora's favorite thing is going on walks herself. Walk in shoes. She says, Nora, walk in shoes. <laughs> so get her walk in shoes on. And Quentin's working in the front garden bed, just kind of finishing up, getting ready to go on a walk with us. And Nora starts going the way that she wants to go and holding her hand. And she starts going super fast. And I tell her, no, we're going this way. And I take her hand and guide her in the other direction. Like usual, when we're on these toddler-led walks. And all of a, sh- all of a sudden, she just started screaming. Mm-hmm. Like screaming. And I'm like, what happened? Did she get stung by a bee? Like, what's going on? I pick her up. And she's just like, like uncontrollably screaming. And so all the neighbors are outside, of course, and they're like, oh, drama, drama. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. I thought maybe she was just having a temper tantrum because we were going the other way that then she wanted to go. So we came inside and she was like, this girl is the toughest girl I've ever seen. She was like trying to calm herself down and she was like drinking her water and she's like, well, well, like it, like it. But then she would like move her arm and start screaming again. And I'm like, what is going on? And so I sit her down on the stool and I hand her her water in the arm that kind of looked like she was nursing. And Mm -hmm. she tried to pick up the water and she couldn't lift it. And I was like, what the, (laughs) like, what the heck is going on? So I called Quentin, like, come inside right now. I have no idea what's going on. She could not move her arm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like what did I do? Like all all these thoughts start spiraling. Like I didn't do anything. I just redirected her. Like I always do like, Oh my God, we have to go to the doctor. Like coronavirus. Oh my God. Like (laughs) just freaking out. So we call the doctor. I tell them what happened. They're like, okay, yeah, come in right away. So we go in. Um, there's like all these protocols at the doctor, which that's Mm -hmm. a whole nother thing. So felt pretty safe. Um, Nora wouldn't keep her mask on or anything. And I'm just like panicking, like, are they going to think I'm like abusing my kid? Like, oh my, you know, just like all just the most horrible thoughts are on this like 15 minute drive to the doctor are running through my head. Like, is she going to be okay? Like what even happened? And it sounded like on the phone when I talked with the nurse before we went in that the nurse knew exactly what it was before we even got there. Mm-hmm. So they come in, they look at, barely look at her and they're like, yeah, it's, um, we think it's nursemaids something or other. So apparently it's like a pretty common thing where it's almost like a dislocation, but it's like the tendon slips over. Oh. And for kids her age, apparently it's super, super common. Mm-hmm. And they just like brushed it off. Like it was literally no big deal and just pushed it back in. And she was instantly fine. And wow. like, didn't even question like they barely even asked me what happened or anything I like Mm -hmm. was freaking out um yeah and then everything was fine and I guess it's just a thing that happens yeah terrifying yeah yeah it's terrifying so that is the second time that she's been hurt like (laughs) during this quarantine and I'm like why is this happening but also she's like 
you know, going to be too soon. Like, she's just Mm -hmm. super, like, toddler. (laughs) But, oh, my gosh. It was, yeah, it was awful. Thank goodness my husband was home. It was just terrifying. Like, to think that you hurt your kid when, like, I didn't. But it just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've heard of that before because um, we have a friend who's a doctor, and um, his daughter has had her arm dislocated, and they went through the whole that whole thing, like didn't know what was going on, took her in, um, and they just learned how to pop it back in because it just like happened more than once, and it's hard because kids, I mean, and that was just a gentle redirection. Like some people yeah. pick their kids up by their arms or like swing them around. So ever since I learned that, I've been so like, don't grab my kids. <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't swing them by their arm because everything's growing and they're just so like fragile in that way. Yeah, but yeah totally common. I'm sorry. Yeah, I can't imagine that would be or horrible hearing oh. her little like cries like that. Yeah, and she was just being so tough and like she was holding it together so well. But I was just like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Like, how did this happen? Like. I started like questioning myself like you know but I was like replaying the whole situation in my head I'm like nothing happened like this is exact like I do this every day with her you know and oh my gosh it was just yeah it was horrible she's a tough cookie and so now I'm like all freaked out that we had to go to the doctor during this time but I think it's actually pretty safe at the doctor's office so yeah 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 yeah, so yeah. hopefully it doesn't happen again. Now I'm like paranoid to even hold her hand, <laughs> like, oh, no. you know, or do anything. And like, we're definitely never gonna do, you know, like each parent on one side, like one, two, three, and like lift yeah. it. We're never gonna do that ever <laughs> again. <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah, that was yeah, that was rough, but I'm anyway. glad she's okay. And thank you. Yeah. <sighs> yep. So, but. We'll switch gears here and we'll get our guest on for this episode. Um, She is, we kind of mentioned that this episode's about homemade businesses, but our guest for this episode is the owner of Crystal Romalo Designs. She's an experienced salon owner with magical hands. She's crafty, savvy, and will literally drop anything to help her friends and family. When she's not busy running two businesses, she's momming her two precious kiddos or recently using her crafty skills to make masks for local essential workers. We are all thinking it. Is there anything she doesn't do? Please welcome to the show, my dear friend, Crystal Romalo. Hi, Crystal. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. Um, We gave you a little bit of an intro before we got started, um, but we thought it would be cool for you to let our listeners know a little bit about yourself before we dive in. All righty. Well, my name's Crystal. I'm from Olympia, Washington. I have two little kids, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. I am also a hairstylist and have been doing hair for 12 years now, which is ridiculous to even think or (laughs) Out. Um, <laughs> I um, opened my own little salon out of my house when uh, my two-year-old was born, and I also have a crafting business that I do on the side. I say it's to support my habit of the craft. <laughs> so that's a little bit about me. Yeah, this awesome. mom doing it. 
you're doing it. You're doing a lot. <laughs> yeah. You honestly are. Um, in your intro, we mentioned how you've been making masks and donating them to essential workers. And that has been a huge project. Yes. My sister and I, we, you know, figured we were quarantined and have nothing better to do. Why not just teach my sister how to sew, I guess. So we got sewing machines out and decided like, well, why not one of her neighbors? She owns the Yelm family practice. And so we started with her office and it was 50 masks, which was a ton for us at first. And then we've made way over a thousand masks and donated them. And it's just weird because that's, I mean, we have two kids each and that's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of work. So to everybody out there that is making masks and donating them or selling them, whatever the case, it's a help for everybody. I mean, you can't get them anywhere. So Mm got to do it. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. We've got some from you. Nora and I have cute little matching masks. Cheetah print. (laughs) Of course. Of course. So yeah, that's, that's also doing that. So this is, this is going to be a really fun episode. Crystal and I go way back. And as you guys know, Mickey and I go way back. So once again, I'm in an awesome position where I have two of my longest, dearest friends here (laughs) chatting. Um, But you, Crystal, you and Mickey are the craftiest people that I know. You both are amazing at anything. You both have so much patience and I just don't know how you guys do it. So (laughs) (laughs) crafting. Yeah, I want to. Oh, go ahead, Mickey. No, I, I was just gonna say it's nice to have a creative outlet sometimes, especially right now or anytime you can like sneak away from your kids for a little bit and do something just creative and for fun. It's really nice. Yeah, yeah. And if you can make money off of it too, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, yep. My so we always thinks I'm crazy that it's I start a new hobby and then I'm like okay well I need to make money from this somehow and I'm like well it's in a sense it's kind of like a drug addict like you have to be able to like make money to support your habit (laughs) over here supporting my habit (laughs) there you go (laughs) I love that analogy that's perfect (laughs) so we want to talk to you a lot more about your crafting business and and that's we'll kind of center this episode around just, you know, running two businesses from home in general. But before we do, we wanted to touch on what's happening with the salon industry during COVID-19 and this quarantine. And as things start reopening, I mean, you guys are going to be one of the first businesses that are reopening, which I, I'm confused. What are your how do you feel about that? Um, shocked, I'd say. I mean, I feel like it's such a controversial thing that it's like everybody wants to get their hair done, but you know, once again, they're kind of thinking about themselves and you're so close. Like as a stylist, you're so close to somebody's face that like, it's just crazy because you're telling me it's okay that I can be this close to somebody's face touching their face their hair like think like just shampooing them it's just a lot so when it all started saying that we were gonna be coming out to be the next people to open it kind of like added this like element of panic because 
Now it's what are they going to require? How are we going to fulfill the requirements, especially the like sanitizing requirements? Like you can't get most of the stuff anywhere. So Mm -hmm. like as a normal person, let alone like to get the higher quality sanitizing products at that. And then on top of it, being able like to get masks or gloves even, which is shocking really anything it's just kind of mind-blowing that they think that stylists which i'm grateful for yeah open but i mean it's still a lot yeah and your your safety per your safety measures that you have to take are pretty intense from what i'm hearing yeah i mean we have to wear a face mask and a face shield so that's like already two things on my face on top of like wearing glasses. Like, you know, that's like a lot of like touching my face situation going on. And mm. I practiced wearing a mask today and it was terrible. I don't even know how I'm going to be able to do it. But sanitizing, obviously, all of combs and clips, everything in between each client, which is normal. But we're having to change the barbicide each client because if a drop of hair gets in it or whatever the case is. It all has to be changed. That's like, you know, way more barbicide we're using or anything. We have to clean every single item that you touch, which you Mm -hmm. don't think of on a normal day-to-day basis. Mm -hmm. And they're requesting that we wear gloves for an entire service. It's just, it's going to be really tough to be able to fulfill all of the requirements. Well, I hope that if someone thinks that their hair right now is the biggest priority in their life that you are charging double girl because that is that's that's probably one of the biggest um questions i have gotten from my clients is i actually posted like an update for you know all my clients that follow me on facebook to be able to just get a little bit of information on what the new things are going to be like i am going to be limiting blow drying which is not a statewide um requirement but a lot of other states are requiring that so i don't really see why ours would not require that so i will be limiting blow dries and the biggest question i have been asked is is my service going to cost less because you're not blow drying my hair cost less i'm i'm thinking hazard pay here i mean it should cost come on yeah or you people oh my gosh those are all come in with the flu on you know during the winter and everything else so Mm -hmm. it's gonna be a struggle for sure are there um I haven't read very much about it are there requirements for the clients like do they have to wear protective stuff because I mean I would think they would have to wear a mask but then you got to work around the mask not enter my building without a mask on um, you have to leave all unnecessary items in your car. You actually have to wait in your car. You have to check, call me when you arrive. You are not allowed to enter before you, I mean, I have to like come out to you and come get you to let you know that everything has been sanitized. Um, you have to enter the building, wash your hands and you have to hand sanitize and just be cautious about everything that you're doing the whole time. I mean, you have to wear a mask the whole service. So it's going to be tough on both of us. I mean, it's going to be tough on the client. It's going to be tough on me. And for a lot of my clients, especially because I do have a home business, they think that, 
you know, a lot of them do bring their kids, which on a normal day is 100% welcome at my house. We have a great playground. Like, they go play with my kids. It's fine. But under these circumstances, nobody is allowed to bring anybody else in the building. Mm-hmm. So it will be the client and the stylist only. That mm-hmm. is it that is allowed. And that's going to be tough for a lot of people, too. I mean, it's going to be a struggle. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, if you are listening to this and you are thinking about getting your hair done with Crystal or with any stylist out there, just please, please, please keep in mind the hard work that they're putting in just to be at work and to keep you safe and to keep themselves safe. And just let's, with any business that's opening, let's be kind to everybody who's working because we're just all trying to do our best and keep people safe and good luck when you open. I mean, I'm sure you're excited to get your hands back into that side of your business, but um, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. I mean, just scheduling alone, that's going to be. Yeah. I know I was on your books for the end of March. (laughs) I was already way overdue, but I'm personally not ready to. Yeah. I'm just going to wait it out. (laughs) My husband and I have talked, like, is it worth going back right away? Or do you only take a few clients a week? What do you do? And it's really a battle mentally and emotionally because it's like, I have a very strong bond with each one of my clients. They're not just a number or a name or anything in my books. They're a part of my family. They are part of what has got me to this point in my career, essentially. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to be hard. I mean... I get probably eight to 10 texts a a day asking me if they're, if I'm ready. Yeah. Not ready yet. (laughs) (laughs) Man. Oh, good luck. Um, Switching gears to uh, your non-client business. We talked Mm -hmm. a little bit about how this is kind of like your hobby and it's your drug. Have you always been crafty? I mean, when, when did this all come about and how'd you turn it into a business? Yes. I think I've always been crafty. I don't think I've ever really wanted it to be like a business until a couple of years ago, mainly because I was maybe getting a little crazy. Like, you know, I'm working from home. I have two kids I'm with all day, except for the two to three days a week that I work. And so it was like, I kind of need something that like forces me to like be by myself, Mm -hmm. like out. So I would schedule times like, you know, after the kids go to bed, I'm going to go out and I'm going to craft. And luckily I have a friend who lives in Japan and we can talk what's her morning and my night. So then she can keep me awake until, you know, one, two (laughs) o'clock in the morning crafting. Nice. Then it kind of just turned like, okay, maybe I'm like spending a lot of money on like supplies maybe I should try to do what I I don't know make a business out of it people started asking how much would you charge can I get this can you make me this and so then I was like screw it might as well it was kind of like flip of the coin one day let's do it yeah yeah that's so, awesome so so um what is your business do you have like how, how do you sell things do you have like a website are you on Etsy like what so I have a website, but I created the website before my son was born and it was too much. 
So I closed the website. I stick to my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's Crystal Ramallah Designs. Um, and I just sell stuff on there. I sell stuff locally. I don't really want to deal with like this shipping because I do make signs and larger items. Everything I make is custom made. So you get to choose everything essentially that you want. Like you can give me your idea or you can tell me like, this is what I need a gift for or something. And I mean, you want to give me full creativity, like I'll run with it. But Mm -hmm. if you also want to tell me like, this is exactly what you want. I mean, yeah, I can do that too. (laughs) It's custom. So it's whatever you want. So. Yeah. You, you've made a lot of my um, real estate clients closing gifts and they, they always turn out great. And the customization is really special and the finishing touches and everything, the time you can tell the care that you put into it. So I love that you do, you know, custom for the client designs. I think it means a lot more too, when it definitely has like, you know, even if it's just like as simple as the last name or something, it just, it does bring a lot more to a gift or anything that does make it extra special. So yeah, that's what I really like to do. Huh. Great. Awesome. What, um, what's your favorite part of being a business owner from home? with your either your salon or your crafting business getting to make my own schedule yeah sure that's like probably what you hear all the time but it's I really can make I mean although I don't really like believe in myself when I say that I make my own schedule but when it comes to hair you know I have like kind of a stricter schedule but you know if I want to be off early one day I'm gonna be off early one day and nobody can tell me no right so I mean that's nice and crafting like if I want to go out there tonight and work, I can go out there tonight and work. I don't really like, I mean, I don't really like have a lot of deadlines for things unless it's for Megan. Can you make me this in like three days? Sure. Yeah. I'll go out there. But I mean, even at that, like, it's still like, I can just go out there and do it kind of whenever I want during nap time whatever. Sometimes my daughter comes out and helps. Like my son is getting older where he can kind of like help. They're going to start sanding pretty soon. Like they need to get out there and work there. Show me what they got. Like <laughs> out there. Pay your way. Yeah, <laughs> earn your keep. <laughs> so would you say that's kind of how you find balance in it all is kind of making your own schedule and getting your kids involved when you can, or what's you know, how do you balance being a mom with two businesses? 100%. I definitely think it's letting my kids be involved or like really forcing myself to take a break. Like it's really hard as a parent, as a mom to like force yourself to go do something that makes you happy. That like gives you that like joy to your day instead Mm -hmm. of like, you know, don't get me wrong. My kids definitely give me a lot of joy, but I mean, I have a four-year-old daughter, and she has, is me. She's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, arguing with myself. <laughs> so, sometimes I need to go out there for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear you on that. Oh, my gosh. So, how did you start getting clients for each of your businesses? Um. Well, for... 
my crafting, I think I really, it was started with just like friends and family. And then, you know, I slowly like would just post stuff on my regular Facebook page and more people would kind of ask for it. So then I started making, you know, my business Facebook page and sharing it and having friends share it. And it kind of, the word just spread and it kind of spread fast and it can get overwhelming at times, you know, especially during the holidays, which is crazy because when you think about hair and you think about gifts, they both kind of come hand in hand. Like the hair is super busy in the winter time, you know, around Mm -hmm. all the holidays and gift giving is like all around the holidays. So usually during like September till January, I'm like, don't talk to anybody. (laughs) Solely doing hair I'm working usually more days during that time or I'm doing crafting whatever the case is and just going yeah yeah that's that's cool that you got a lot of your clients from word of mouth um and just you know people that you knew that's I feel like that's the best way because you start to build such meaningful connections with all of your clients yeah and then that helps with the crafting because you can really make it more personal because you know them a little bit more. And then, of course, with hair, that's a really, as we discussed, an intimate situation. Yeah. So. <laughs> so what kind of struggles do you have running both of these businesses from home? Having two kids. <laughs> and a husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean... Uh, can't really clock I mean you can clock out you can walk out of your salon you can walk out of your craft room but at the end of the day you're home both I, think at least, I don't think you have ever once clocked out I don't think ever in my 12 years have I ever clocked out I remember on my honeymoon I got people texting me asking me if I could if they could get a haircut I think that both you're just always working and crafting I mean I feel like I can shut it off as long as when I left the craft room, the project was finished. Mm-hmm. But if it's not finished, I'm going to think about it all night. And then the morning I'm going to be like, well, I got two hours of sleep. I'm going to go get this project done because it's now annoying me. Yeah. So, you should have just went out there and did it when you couldn't sleep. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's usually what I say is I have to finish the project before I go to bed. Otherwise, I'm going to think about it all night. So balancing is just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know how I do it. I have a glass of wine tonight. (laughs) Mom life. Yeah. I'm showing you. You guys listening can't see, but my wine glass. Because mom and ain't easy. Yep. (laughs) It's also empty. It is empty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Crystal, what's your favorite craft to make or sell? Ooh. It depends on the day. <laughs> Last week, it was cups. I had a friend who ordered six um, coffee mugs, and she wanted them all different, three of which she let me do whatever I wanted to. Mm-hmm. And so I epoxy them, and she wanted glitter on a few of them. So that is, like, super fun to be creative with. But um, right now probably more signs which it's probably like a toss-up like which one do I really like more signs or glitter anything really I guess <laughs> really be on something let's just play with glitter <laughs> yeah. 
what's something you want people to know about crafting that isn't common knowledge? I mean, I feel like people can look at crafting and be like, oh, that anybody could do that. That's, you know, seems you just paint this or that. Like, no, I'm, I'm sure that it's a lot harder than it looks or everybody would do it. Yes, totally. It's expensive. Nobody would ever, you never would think like crafting is an expensive thing, but man, over the years, I look at some <laughs> of the stuff that I have, like, dude, Crystal, you really spent that on that or, but yeah, because I needed it, of course. And it is really not that easy. Like you have to, you have to like work at it and just like anything practice makes perfect. So want to go do a sign great but you need to take all the steps don't don't miss a step because if you miss a step that's where it's gonna make it a lot harder for you in the long run Mm -hmm. do your research I feel like both you and Mickey kind of got into the crafting business before it became kind of trendy and really blew up like in the you know mom world I feel like you guys were ahead of the game in that respect Thank you. Yeah, makes lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough, and I I think also a thing that people don't realize is yeah we're not perfect, especially when we're doing like handmade items. So Mm -hmm. not even if you order six of the same thing, they might not all turn out the same. And if we mess up, that's money out of our pocket that we have to replace and you know remake the thing or whatever most of my stuff is sewing and I can't always rip the threads out of a thing so especially when someone hands me an item to customize the worst so stressful because if you mess up like how am I going to replace this where did you get this how much yeah exactly it's stressful I mean you make shirts and stuff so it's like what kind of shirt are you giving me? Like, I don't know if you know the kind of fabrics that I can use mm-hmm. or know how to work with or anything. So it's totally stressful. I mean, I can't tell you how many signs I have made. I actually just did this today. I There was a little whoopsie on it, but I kind of like patched it to make it look like, you know, from farther away, look fine. And I kept staring at it and kept staring at it and I couldn't. I handed the whole thing down. Started completely over, of course, but I mean, it's not something that you just whip together. Like it doesn't take me 10 minutes to make you a sign. It, it takes, you know, a couple days cause you have to wait for the paint to fully cure or whatever the case is. So, I mean, we do pour our heart and soul into crafting. Definitely. <laughs> well, it's mm-hmm. obvious both of you guys, what you do, it always is it turns out perfect. I mean, you guys might see things that you're like, oh, I wish that was different. But to people like me who could never do what you guys do, I mean, you look at what you do and it's like, wow, that is amazing. How did you do that? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's good to hear. Hopefully you're not noticing all the little mistakes. No one's going to notice that. Yeah, it's yeah, it's stressful and it's definitely every product you put out is like a reflection of yourself. So it's hard to not try to make every single thing perfect and, and take a step back and just accept the little quirks yeah. that might show up in yeah. some of them or whatever. Yeah. Um, Crystal, where do you get inspiration for new products? 
Um, well, like I said earlier, sometimes people will tell me exactly what they want. So it's like, from there, it's like, I kind of try to take everything and I try to make my own spin on it because I don't like to copy somebody else's design because Mm -hmm. I know how it feels. It doesn't like always feel the best when somebody like takes it and makes it, you know, whatever. But I mean, I get some inspiration obviously on Pinterest or sometimes it's just, I'm laying in bed after working on a project that didn't get finished, of course. And I'm thinking in my head, like, Oh, I could totally make this, or I could totally make this. Oh, I could try this, and then I start spiraling, of course. <laughs> and then it's the whole next day where I'm like cutting wood and sanding and painting and trying all these new things. And if it doesn't turn out, well, guess what? The kids just got a new color toy. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just kind of get inspiration wherever it comes from. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. What is your best-selling or most popular product? Signs. Mm-hmm. For sure, signs. For a while, it was um, hand-cut 3D lettering on a sign with, like, a last name. That was all, I mean, completely done by hand using a scroll saw. I mean, it would take me hours just to cut out the names. But they were, during the summertime, they are the best sellers because that is what everybody buys as a wedding gift. For mm-hmm. the new couple with their last name, their wedding date, all that on. But definitely signs of any kind. Yeah, Long you make out. a variety of signs. You have that welcome sign that you just made that you can change the O to different oh, yes. signs. That was so cute. Yes, I feel like everybody needs one of those because, I mean, who really has time to, like, change their decor through for every season? And, I mean, I've um wanted to make one for a long time and I finally I mean my husband was home for the weekend and I was like listen I'm out in the craft room this weekend so you're on duty I'm off duty and I (laughs) went out there and I had to make it and it turned out better than I wanted it to too so that was cool that's awesome okay well I'll go ahead and need to order one of those yeah (laughs) (laughs) like that's adorable Um, So what advice do you have for someone who wants to start a crafting business from home? Know what sells in your area, which is a really hard question to answer. Like asking yourself like, well, I don't know what sells in our area. So start out with a couple things that you really like to do. Start out with what you're really good at. If you're really good at making signs, if you're really good at making shirts, if you're whatever really gives you the inspiration, like you have to love what you're doing. Because people can tell. Yeah. Yeah, they can. That's awesome, Crystal. Well, thank you for sharing all of that with us. Both of your businesses are super successful. You're just killing it. You're an amazing mom on top of all of it. So keep it up. But as all of us are not perfect all the time, we can all have some hot mess moments in our lives. And we would like for you to share one of your hot mess moments with our listeners. Oh gosh, hot mess moments. I have a lot of those. Well, one today, hot mess moment, my little two-year-old has some stool issues. And as I was trying to catch his little stool into the container to give them a stool sample, it drops on the floor, which we've been waiting all day for. 
that we have to put a plastic liner in his diaper so you know pee is oh. everywhere every single time and oh. you know, hot mess for sure literal mess oh Literally? Yeah. <laughs> oh man oh gosh so um we also have a little rapid fire question game for you if you're ready <laughs> nothing stressful <laughs> your face okay you ready yes okay um texting or talking talking last last text you sent oh gosh i don't know to megan (laughs) um favorite day of the week Mm, tuesday Okay. <laughs> you want to elaborate? <laughs> I do not work Tuesdays. <laughs> okay, well, so Tuesday, it's that. not Monday, and it's not <laughs> Wednesday. You know your week is halfway over. Yeah. Friday. Yeah, like I mean, Friday's great, but it's like Friday. You know you're probably gonna be hungover Saturday, so then it's like <laughs> Saturday kind of out, and Sunday is like the next day is Monday. But Tuesday <gasps> is kind of like you don't have anything else. Just That's Tuesday. Good. I like that. I like that too. Gosh. Okay. So, invisibility or super strength? Invisibility, for sure. Nice. Fellow <laughs> fellow creeper. <laughs> yes! <laughs> um, Ariel or Jasmine? Mm, Ariel. How long does it take you to get ready? Well, I tried the other day, and, you know, it's been <laughs> a really long time. It took me three hours, and I was shook because <laughs> It takes this girl, like, less than 30 minutes to, like, shower, do my hair, my makeup, and get dressed. So, yeah, I'm not really prepared to go back to work. Three hours isn't going to cut it. Did you straighten your hair? I mean, what the heck? Three hours? I curled it. Curled it. Oh. I curled it. You know, those two things, that adds the time. Oh, yeah, that's two hours right there. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, um, say a word in Spanish. Hola. <laughs> What's the last thing you Googled? What's the last thing I Googled? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Hmm. What was the last thing I Googled? Mm, about the, um, the challenge, MTV The Challenge. Oh. Mm-hmm. My husband and I got to watching that, and, man, I'm obsessed Okay, we'll have to check it out. That's still a thing? No, I need to watch number one. This will keep me entertained for a while. Where is it? Hulu or On Demand? Where can you find it? Well, On Demand only has 29 and like 31 and 35 or something crazy. Mm. But I don't really know. So we just started watching 35. Cool. (laughs) Um, What is the best age? Hmm. I feel like that's a hard one. Not 30. Not- <laughs> <laughs> I would probably say like 27. Okay. And then is double dipping at a party ever acceptable? No. Especially no. not now. Yes. <laughs> Every party now is going to be like, bring oh, your not- own everything. Girl. Bring your own dip. Bring your own chips, people. No mingling. <laughs> oh my gosh oh my gosh fun okay well that about wraps up our episode episode so 
What's next for you? You're going to be opening the salon doors here pretty shortly. What else do you have coming up? Just working on getting everything printed out that we have to have available for people to read to know why they're wearing a mask. Like common sense, but we still have to put it up. And just crafting. I did get a new machine a couple weeks ago, so I've just been testing it out and so new projects here to come Ooh, can't wait and where can people find you to follow along with what you're doing you can find me on facebook um you can search the number two and cr designs at facebook and you can follow me there perfect well thank you so much for joining us crystal this was super fun to chat with you and hear about everything you're doing and Good luck at the reopening of the salon. Awesome. Well, we will talk with you guys later. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Boss Ladies and Babies. If you like this episode, be sure to rate, review, and leave us some feedback. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and join the conversation in our Facebook group at Boss Ladies and Babies. And until next time, Stay Stay bossy. bossy.